On this episode of the Mompreneur Show, I'm talking with an award-winning author, Maria Dismondi. She is a wife, a mother of three children, an incredible children's author that has written dozens of books for children that tell wonderful stories that inspire kids to be world changers. I actually read the book earlier today with my son, and he absolutely loved the message and the story. Let me see if I can get this in shot. And this is her latest book, The Jelly Donut Difference. And it has been wonderful. And I love that she incorporated her um, her family into this because she has some Polish um, blood in her. And she talks about a grandma who's Polish who made ponchiki. And I'm Ukrainian, and so I love those things, and they have been in our um, tradition as well. So it's it was wonderful to catch that in one of her stories. So that's awesome, Maria. You you are an incredible writer. So we'll talk about her journey, self publishing, creating your own publishing house, how Maria finds balance between business, marriage, and motherhood, and some great business lessons that can be applied to any business. We'll also touch on working with a team because let's face it, a wife, a mama of three children cannot be an award-winning author all on her own. Maria surrounded herself with incredible people and we'll hear how. I'm your host, Vicky Lashenko, and this is the show that helps you win in business without losing at home. But before we get into the show, I would like to thank our two wonderful companies for helping make this show possible. One of them is Made On. It's an all-natural brand of skincare, chapstick, and hard lotion. It's run by a husband and wife team, and they make natural skincare that has as little as three ingredients, which is really great for us natural junkies. It helps people with cracked skin, dry skin, as well as eczema. Head on over to hardlotion.com and enter the code Vicky to get $5 off your purchase. So that's V-I-C-K-Y, five bucks off. It's going to go a long way. And thank you to Audible. It's an incredible company that hosts hundreds of thousands of audiobooks that you can listen to on the go or while washing the dishes. Get a free book and a free 30-day trial by signing up at audible.com forward slash Vicky. Again, audible.com. Thank you again so much for being here. Now let's get into the show. Maria, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. It is so wonderful to have you. Seriously, I have been looking forward to this for a while, and I'm so, so excited to have you on. You have written many, many books. I said dozens of book, books in my intro, but I think it's about a dozen books. And yeah, well, eight, 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 eight books. Oh, my goodness. And they're all so beautiful, so beautifully illustrated, and haven't gotten a chance to read all of them. But we did get your latest book um, called The Jelly Donut Difference, which is such a fun book, and my son really, really loved it. And so, um, ladies, and I'm going to introduce you, Marie, in just a second. I'm so sorry. I'm like totally chatterbox today. But I do want to say, um, before we get started, is that um, not only am I advocating Maria's books like yeah go buy these books go you know read them to your children have your children read them to you I'm a huge proponent of like really um like what is it geeking out on our guests and really making them feel good and not only that is like really pushing their their good stuff because I'm really really careful about who I have on the show and I know Maria submitted an application to be on the show and I 
And I am very picky. And I went through her and I was like, you know what? This is an amazing woman, first of all, who wrote incredible books that I want you to read. Like, I really want you to go get them and read them. But I also want you to listen to her story because I know you're going to get so much value out of it. And so if you stay to the very end, we're going to give away a book and Maria is actually going to pick a winner. So make sure you're active in the comments because that's why this show is for. It's for you. It's for you to interact, to learn, to ask questions questions to meet other mom printers in the comments and so i really really want you to be engaged because as a result you're you're going to win a book um uh, that we're going to be talking about today a little bit on so maria welcome to the show i'm so sorry about that it's so good to have you and tell us your story how did you get started in self-publishing children's books Awesome. So I was a teacher for um, just over a decade, and I found a big need as a teacher in the classroom for children's literature that had really powerful messages. So a child would read the book, and they'd walk away with this feeling that, oh, wow, like if something like that happened in my life, I could try what the characters in the book would do. So I was looking for books on self-esteem and on courage and just being able to be yourself. And I found books with teddy bears and books with dinosaurs, but I didn't see books with real kids in them. This Mm -hmm. was back in 2006. So I decided to write Spaghetti and a Hot Dog Bun, which was my first book. And I was still a full-time teacher at the time. Now, right before I had my first baby is when the book actually was published. So the book came out, um, and so the timing was a little bit crazy because, you know, you're having a new baby of course, and you're of course. releasing this book and you're working full-time. So I actually started to go part-time as a teacher, and when I first published, I need everyone to know I did work with a publisher the first time. Okay. Um, it was a local publisher, so it's actually it's called a subsidized publisher. So you pay mm. for the project, but they handle everything. They hire the artist. Um, they work on the marketing. So now you hear this type of publisher called like a hybrid publisher. Mm. Okay. So I worked with a local publisher and got the book out there. And then I started to see Vicki something very interesting. I knew nothing about marketing. I was in school to be a teacher and business has always been very scary for me and mm-hmm. fearful. And I've always basically shunned away from any type of business that would come my way. So, and my family's all in business, which is kind of funny. My dad and my sister are in the mortgage industry and they're very successful in those areas. So I started to see that I was doing a lot of the marketing to sell the book, not the publisher. Hmm. And they said, well, you can buy more um, packages if you would like us to do more marketing. And I thought, Oh, well, that's strange. I I don't mind doing it and it's working. So I started to see that and I thought, well, geez, if I'm paying them to do all these different things in the process, but I actually enjoy doing that, why don't I do it myself? So that's when I first started self-publishing because I really saw that I could do what they were doing and that it brought me joy. Oh my goodness, that is amazing. What an incredible story. So first of all, you're a teacher and I know Nina's watching. Nina, my sister Nina, she is a teacher as well. And it's so funny because just probably three years ago or four years ago, she has shared with me her dream of one day writing her own children's book. She was actually like doodling um, the pictures and stuff. And I was like, Nina, you know, you can hire that out. So I'm really excited about talking about that today. So Nina, I'm so happy that you're here and, and listening to the show. So Maria, you, um, 
you found a need. And that is huge. Ladies who are watching, that is so important. There always needs to be a need that you fill in. Um, and oftentimes it, it could be already filled. Like for example, I mean, there's dozens of children's books out there. I mean, hundreds and thousands of children's books out there with like, you know, different values and, and some great books out there. But Maria found her, the thing where they weren't really little kids that the books were talking about. They're talking about dinosaurs and all the animals or whatever. And that is a problem and a problem that a lot of parents, I'm sure, really noticed. And, but they, you know, as a parent, not everyone will go out and be as brave as Maria and, you know, write her own books. And so I love that so much, Maria, that you really, and that you share this with us because it's a very, very important lesson. So, now you hired this company. How did how did the book do as a published book with the hybrid publisher? How did it do um, compare to your current books right now? So it was a slow start. They told me it would take about a year to make back my initial investment, mm-hmm. and I made yeah. that investment back in nine months. So I wow. was, you know, I'm a little bit of an overachiever. So that felt really good. Yes. But then after that. I guess I shouldn't say it was slow because I didn't have anything else to compare it to. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so it's, I went, went through, let's see, one year and then I was working part-time and I started to see my income coming in from the book sales and from my speaking, which is something I started to do on the side as well. And I, I'd love to talk about that later yeah, too. So I started speaking, which really was a big part of the yeah. revenue as well. So I started to see that I could work less by doing this part of the business than I was as a teacher, but make more. And that was eye-opening for me because I was now pregnant with my second baby. And I thought, oh my goodness, I'm already so overwhelmed and I'm only working part-time as a teacher. I think I can resign from teaching and actually supplement my full-time teaching salary with what I'm doing on my book business. So your question is kind of tricky because I didn't really have anything to compare it to exactly, at the time. Exactly, exactly. The, the one thing I will say is that first book, Spaghetti and a Hot Dog Bun, continues to be my bestseller. So out of all the other titles, that book is number one. The and very first book, The Spaghetti? The very mm-hmm. first book, which, I mean, looking at it, I've learned so much through the process that I would have done a million things different about that book, but wow. my customers don't think so. Um, and so that's really unique and interesting. And, you know, if you look on Amazon, there are millions and millions of books. And this is the part that anyone listening, like your sister, who thinks, well, gosh, self-publishing seems so scary. It can be done. And my book is ranked like between one and five on a daily basis in certain categories out of millions of books. So I just want people to know it truly is possible. But like you said, it there has to be a need for what you are writing. Mm-hmm, exactly. And I love that you are really passionate about that. And I really think that really is the true, that the grit that really push, pushes you through and keeps you producing keeps keeps that dream alive and i love that you're so happy and bubbly and positive and i think you're like the perfect the perfect person to you guys every teacher should write a book okay so if you're a teacher i agree i completely agree yes. I think you should write books and i will tell you when you look at my business passion and purpose yes. is what drives what i do because those yes. books have messages 
And by, you know, I'm not Taylor Swift. I cannot sing. Taylor Swift writes music that has important messages. So she shares her messages with the world through music. And this is my avenue is through children's literature. So it's not that I'm trying to sell a whole bunch of books. My actual purpose is to get those messages to parents, caregivers, and to children. And so one way of doing that is through selling the book. But there are other ways like speaking and interviews like this. So different types of marketing that I do to also push that purpose into the world. Oh, that's so good. And I love that. And we'll touch upon speaking right now, but let's go back a little bit. And can you, and I'm, this is like a very selfish question, but I know it's going to help others. Um, like the nitty gritty stuff. Like I, sometimes I don't really focus on that, um, during the show because, you know, the big picture is so inspirational and stuff. But how was the process like with, let's say, um, when you started self publishing, like, do you write your book in a Google doc and send it off to your illustrator and write page one, two, three, or like, how does that, like, what is the process like? So you, as a mom of two, you write your book on the back of a target receipt while you're waiting <laughs> in a doctor appointment, <laughs> because I did re- write the potato chip champ at a doctor appointment waiting on the back of a receipt. So I um, love that. Oh yeah, my goodness. It's the process doesn't look very pretty all the time, but um, then I do. I get it into um, a word doc because I'm a little old school over here. Oh no, and, this is this is great. Yeah. yeah, and then it'll go off to my editor. So before we even um, find an illustrator, the book is pretty well edited and polished. And then I work with an agency out of New York, and um, it's called Advocate Art. And what they do is they'll read the manuscript, and I'll have a call with my agent there, and we'll talk about what like the feel of the book. And if you look at the art in my books, they, they're slightly different. So yes, the they are. Camp, the colors are very um, neutral, but then the book that you have, the colors are very bright and warm. Yes. You no, know, yes. cool. They're cool because they're like purples and blues. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So then what that agent will do is they will search through hundreds of illustrators they work with and they're like mm-hmm. the liaison and they'll give me about six portfolios. I choose a portfolio and then they get the manuscript and they start doing the art. And there are other people who are part of the project. They're a big person that I work with. I mean, a huge component of it is my graphic design team. And so what my graphic design team does is the cover, and they decide on the font and what's the feel of the book and the copyright pages. Then there's always the printer that I work with as well and the distributor. So there's a lot of um, different people that you come across throughout the process. Very interesting. I am so impressed that you are literally working with a team. And we're going to talk about that a little bit later, like in more detail. But you, for some reason, I I assumed that by self-publishing, you go on um, either WeWork, uh, Upwork.com, and you find an illustrator or you find by word of mouth and you talk to them directly and then you just hire somebody to do your cover and it's done. But there's so many little details that go into this book. You know, and literally page layout, that's crazy. Like, yeah, and Vicki, you can go on a website like that and hire an illustrator, but the cost difference is going to be, you might pay someone $500 to do it there. Mm-hmm. My average fee is between three and $5,000 on paying the illustrator. Wow. So I'm putting more money into the project because I want a quality project. So that is why I do work with people who are experienced in the industry. Like my graphic design team, that's what they do is children's books. They do different types of 
well, they do different genres, but if I were to just pull out a regular, I actually have a graphic designer who doesn't have experience with children's books. So she does my marketing graphic design, and then I have a separate one who does um, my book layout. So really, I think you're correct in the sense that I could just hire anyone, but when you find people who have been doing this and have been in the industry, you're going to get more quality work. Oh my goodness. And you know, more quality work. And I think, um, and this, this is my thing. And I'm going to be open with you ladies who are watching and you, Maria, is that like, I am a bootstrapper. I love finding good deals. I love, you know, finding ways where I can do things myself or where I can hire, um, directly. And so I'm always finding ways to do that. But I think that in your case, I think this is so important. And I mean, this is so important for me to hear too, because a lot of times I cheap out and it's so important to really put in, in the investment because the quality of work you're going to get is stellar. And obviously you're making it all back anyways. And I think that, um, I, I'm so surprised the agency that you work with from New York, they talk to you about the feel of the book. I'm just like, Oh my goodness. And that is so important. Like we often don't realize this, but like even like a box of Cheerios has gone through that kind of talk too. Like what's the feel? What is the color? Like, isn't that cool? <laughs> it's crazy. And I love that. I love that you, you know, you share that with us because it's a detail that I didn't realize that goes into writing and publishing a book. So that's so cool. So talk to us about starting your own publishing house. So for, and, and can you ex please explain what that is um, for, for the ladies listening? Yes. I was interviewed a few years ago. I oftentimes do um, segments on the local news, like two, four, and seven. Um, so I was being interviewed and someone reached out to me, um, a national football player, NFL player here in Detroit, saw the interview and his team said, you know, he, he's always wanted to write a children's book. Will you team up with him? And so then my wheels started turning and I met with him and I thought, well, gosh, if other people want me to do this for them, then I could start a publishing company of my own. But I had already had the experience with the publishing company I had worked with, so I knew how I wanted to do things differently. And Vicki, at this point, I had been consulting for writers for about five years at that time, maybe even longer. So about You're such a hustler. Yeah, oh yeah, girl. Um, so yeah, so I was consulting with people who've been traditionally published and I knew what their complaints were. So to start a publishing company myself, I thought, okay, I can take the complaints they had and I can do things differently. I can, can take the complaints I had and do things differently. And what I did is I started off very, very um, slowly. And that is key here. So I don't want people to think that my publishing company is producing 12 to 25 books a year, which is on average of a big company. As of right now, I'm publishing one book a year for high-profile clients. So if someone like Sally came to me and said, you know, I would love to have a book published, Sally wouldn't be my ideal client. So my clients already have a platform, like Stephen Tulloch has a following. He was a Detroit, you know, Lions player. He played on the Eagles. He had a following of people. Mm -hmm. And to me, that is huge for marketing. So I need to start with people, yeah, who people who already have fans and who already have a platform. And, um, and I had already worked with aspiring authors for several years consulting, and I thought, this is kind of the direction I'm going to go in. And then secondly, my publishing company has a purpose. It has a mission statement. So if you came to me and said, oh, I would love to write a book about 
X, Y, and Z, and it didn't fit that mission and that vision, then you wouldn't be an ideal client for me. So I'm really strategic about the way that I've developed. It's called Cardinal Rule Press. Um, and if you kind of slow down and listen to that again, Cardinal Rule, yes, there it is. Um, you know, we know about the Cardinal Rule. It's doing the right thing even when no one else is looking. So, and that's what my books teach. My books teach character and they teach mm -hmm. honesty and being who you are. Mm -hmm. And so that's the type of book that I'm publishing here with this company. So I'm going very slow and there are days that I feel as though I want to just hit the ground running. But I also have three children who two of them are still at home. Exactly. And I know that I can pick up the speed at some point, but I want to go slowly for now because I'm really trying to keep a healthy balance in my life. Oh, I love that. Okay, so that's totally quotable. So you, ladies, you'll see that posted all over. But I love that. And it's so true. Like, a part of us wants to go, and I mean, I'm speaking for myself, like, I want to go big so fast. But I also have two kids. And and they, I mean, not three, and they're school age already, but there's some dynamics that, you know, I'm trying to work out with. And there's, I mean, a mom, come on, and a wife. There's, it's a, it's a full-time job. And I love that you said that. You, you will always have the time to go big later, you know, when the kids are older, when they don't need you as much anymore. And I think that's the key, ladies. You know, you can have it all, maybe not at the exact same time. Like, I mean, I feel like Maria does have it all right now. But maybe like not at the level as she wants to in her business. You know what I mean? And so I, I love that perspective, Maria. So, so good. So you get on news, on news, uh, like on, on TV to talk about your book. You are such an incredible PR, self agent, self PR agent, <laughs> like whatever that word is. Like you are your own advocate. And I love that. So how did you get out there and pitch your story because I, I hear that it's really important to have like a, a very short and specific spiel to the to the news uh, cast and share with us how did you get in and how do you come up on their radar re regularly? That's a great question. I will start by saying I'm relentless. So I'm not annoying and I don't stalk people, but I definitely don't give up. If I have something important that I really want to share I and I don't hear back from someone, I'll reach out to them in a few more weeks and I'll see what's going on. And I've actually had someone, um, an anchor, a very, very popular anchor here in Detroit say to me, Maria, I'm so glad you reached out to me again. I lost your email. I couldn't remember what your email, your, I blanked out on your last name. I'm so glad you got back with me. So first I'm relentless. And second of all, I, um, I actually was in a mastermind for a few years. And one of the women in our group was, um, she was a neurologist and she appeared like weekly on the news. And so she took a lot of time with me and she taught me makeup, which was really fun because you're supposed to wear a lot of makeup when you go on the news. But she also taught me the importance of really pitching a short and sweet pitch, but it has to be relevant. So what is a hot topic in the news right now? And how can you connect that to your book? So I'll give you an example or to, to whatever your purpose is. Wow. So when my book came out with Stephen Tulloch, um, we did a lot of stuff. Stephen is the NFL player. We did a lot of yes. stuff last year when his book came out. Then shortly after that, about six months later, it was going, um, it was in September and it was back to school and I wanted to get a little bit more press. So what I did was I connected my book to something called growth mindset, which is a buzzword in education right now. And so growth mindset is the belief that with hard work, you can do anything. And that is the theme of the book. It's determination. So I put current research, I went and 
grabbed a couple bullet points of current research about growth mindset, how schools are teaching it, and how important it would be to share this message on the news. And bam, I got two interviews from that. So it really has to be, you have to be relentless and it has to be relevant to something happening today. Like what is the need again? And what, what is really the hot topic? And really connecting the two. And I think that is where you get creative. And yeah. that's amazing. Okay, relent- relentless, you guys. This is such a huge thing. And I've, Maria, you're not the first person, you're not the first guest on the show that said whenever they reached out and followed up afterwards, people thank them for continuing to follow up because they either forgot, they missed, they, you know, they deleted, they couldn't find it. And so that is huge and something that I literally need to write on my hand and always remember that. That's, that's really, really powerful because can can, I share one? Oh, go ahead. Yeah, please go, go ahead. So the last interview I had, I, I always bring a ton of extra books with me. And my mom said, who are you being interviewed by? And I told her the name of the anchor. And my mom said, oh, I just love her. She she has two kids, Maria. These are their ages, blah, blah, blah. These are their names. So I brought a bunch of books for her and I gave them to her. And she was like, oh, my goodness, this is so nice of you. You knew I had children. So I made that, like, connection. And listen to what happened. She invited me to be a part of a parent panel. So I will be, like, um, I don't know if it's monthly or if it's biweekly, but we're, she's putting together a panel where I'll be appearing on a regular basis to talk about books and literacy. Yeah. So I just think, you know, really first, you know, the hot topic, but also remembering that these are people and what can you do to help them and what can you do to share with them? That is incredible. Really yeah. paying attention and not like not treating the news company as this is one big thing, but really individually mm-hmm. like, oh my goodness, that is so good. And I love that you talked to your mom because it's really good. So, I mean, the lesson here is like really research who, who the person is. Um, okay. So I'm going to get to questions right now. I thank you ladies for being here. It's so good to see you, Maria from Greece. By the way, your book is on its way. Maria won a book. Um, I think it was a few weeks ago and, um, it's all the way in Greece. So couldn't Amazon prime it. So she, it's on her way. It's on your, it's on its way, Maria. Uh, Irina, thank you so much for joining, joining us. Um, let's see. Uh, Kang, thank you so much for, for being here. Really, really appreciate you. And Kang said the artwork is beautiful. And she's referring to the book, Maria. Uh, Stephanie said beautiful. Stephanie, so good to see you, sweetheart. Um, okay. So Kang asks, who was the illustrator company in New York Maria used? And I know you mentioned it, but can you, um, say the name again, Maria? Yeah. The name is Advocate Art. Advocate Heart. Advocate yeah. Art. Arts, yes. There's a there's Perfect. a location in New York City and there's one in England as well. So Perfect. Awesome. Thank you so much. And Kang, um, we will also have all the show notes, all the links um, on our blog, mompreneurshow.com on Wednesday. So make sure to check that out as well. Um, oh, and Maria, you totally answered that question. Duh. Okay. Um, thank you so much. Uh, Okay, great. And Stephanie asks, do you recommend any specific software or platform to write and structure a novel? Did you use anything else? Uh, the Microsoft, did you use anything else? The Microsoft Word for, I, th- I think the comments. Yeah, oh, there I you go. It. For your yeah. kids books. Okay, perfect. Thank you so much, Maria. Yeah. So here's the deal. If you are writing, if you are going to be illustrating your book, then you and writing your book, a lot of people use two different programs. One is called InDesign. The other one is Illustrator because you can be inputting your artwork and then, you know, adding the text at the same time. So that's what my graphic designers use as one of those two programs. Mm -hmm. But honestly, Stephanie, I think I would really recommend using a Google program like Google Doc 
because mm-hmm. then when if you're especially writing a novel that's going to be longer than a 32 page picture book exactly. what happens is you usually write in um in like thirds or fourths like quarters so you might write like four chapters and send it to your editor and with google doc the editor can go ahead and you know be working and editing and you can be getting that feedback immediately and so that's how people who are writing longer novels usually do it is they're sending off their work in like mm-hmm. every third chapter or every like sixth chapter over to their editor. So I would recommend using something like Google Doc. But yeah, it's not anything super fancy. And honestly, when if you are going to be submitting to traditionally published um agencies, they want to see it in a Word doc or a Google Doc format. Really interesting, Maria. Thank you so much for sharing that. And Stephanie, thank you so much for your question. And oh my gosh, are you writing a novel? Because I am so, so excited for you. I know you're, you're incredible in so many ways. So that would be so amazing. And I want, I just want to input here really quick. Um, I completely agree with Maria. Google Docs is amazing. And I feel like now they make it so much easier because they take the text and they make it into like, I mean, you can write the chapters, right? And then on the left hand side, you can literally go to that chapter and it'll just scroll through. It's amazing. And then you can have somebody go in and like highlight and leave comments without actually messing up the text. It's, it's mind blowing. And so you can use that. There's this other software. It's called Scrivener. And a lot of, I know I have it and a lot of people have it and use it and write it and love it because it helps you really organize your thoughts. And the only thing is, is I've been hearing that it's been really glitchy. Like people will write a ton and it will just crash on them and delete everything. Mm-hmm. So that's the really sad part about that kind of stuff. The software is that it can just fail on you anytime. But Google Docs, especially if you're writing with your Wi-Fi on, um, it will automatically save. You don't even have to press save. It's incredible. So highly recommend it and stephanie i want to hear more about that that's amazing um nina asks are your books huge on social media where do you advertise most that's a good question yeah so i'm not sure what she means huge on social media the books are sold well they're sold online and they're also sold in bookstores um but maybe so a huge part of my avatar which i'm sure you talk about here on the show so my target market the people who are actually buying my books are not children, right? So they are parents, teachers, and caregivers. So I focus on community um, community building with teachers. So that's like a big part of, for example, Instagram. I follow and have connections with a lot of teachers there because in my mindset, I think, okay, if I can touch one teacher and get that teacher to buy my book, that message goes to 30 kids. Exactly. Versus a family who may have, you know, two or three kids or Mm -hmm. I don't know, maybe more. So that would be, um, yeah. So you probably would see my books a lot on social media because teachers are a, uh, my biggest customer. And your second question was, where do you advertise most? I would say Facebook and Instagram are the Mm -hmm. the two areas that I advertise most. Mm -hmm. And I've done some Facebook ads, but a lot of it is, um, more of a grassroots style marketing Nina, I will, for example, write a blog post and I'll somehow connect my book to that blog post and then I'll share it on Facebook and then I'll reshare it on Facebook six to eight weeks later. So I'm repurposing a lot of content. I do vlog posts. I love video. Um, It's a lot of fun. So I will do a vlog post and I do series and those series are then posted on Facebook. They always are housed on YouTube, but I will then share that on Facebook and I'll do like a teaser on Instagram. So those are my two main social media platforms. 
Oh, that is so good. And thank you so much for sharing. I'm sure Nina found it very helpful. And I love that you integrate you yourself into your books. I love that so much. You're not just some kind of author behind a book, you know, but you're this real person. It's so funny. My when after we read this book, I wanted to make sure that um, I just got in the meal a couple of days ago and we finally got a chance to read it. I just want to make sure to read it before I get on the show. And so Sam is like, and Sam stayed home uh, today from school because he has really bad case of allergies. And he's like, um, Mama, so who are you interviewing today? And I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm interviewing Maria. She wrote the book. And he's like, what? That lady wrote this book? And I'm like, yeah. And he was really excited about that. And the fact that I also get to talk to you, he was really, because, you know, the kids also see like, wow, that's possible. Like you can't, it's not just the person who wrote the book. It's actually a real person who we can talk to. And I love that, Marie. I love that you integrate your brand. And another thing that I want to point out is that you really know who your customers are. Mm-hmm. who are teacher like your ideal customer and of course you're always going to get aunts uncles buying mothers and and all that but you your target is the teachers and since you know who your target market is you know exactly where they hang out and so you know exactly where to follow them and build the relationship with them so love that ladies that that is a huge lesson to any business you really have to know who your readers are like if you're writing a novel like stephanie is like stephanie who's gonna read your novel like who is the ideal person who's gonna read a novel probably a woman but like getting to more details like what does she do and I really thank you, Maria, so much for sharing that. And that's the tricky part, though, is that children are reading my book, but children are not going to the store with a credit card to buy the book. They're not, although they may be asking Alexa for my book. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Oh, my goodness. That would be such a great video to make. Go get Maria's book. (laughs) Yes, I love that. Anne says, love teachers. Love you and you're amazing. Oh, that's so sweet. Uh, King says, I homeschool my kiddos and will be adding your collection to our library. Oh, that is amazing. And it's definitely such an incredible collection. I'll be adding some more, getting some more of your books, Maria, for my kids because we'll be homeschooling next year too, ladies. And I know I didn't tell, I didn't share this publicly, but um, I've homeschooled them before and we took a year off. I took a year off as a teacher as a homeschooling teacher and they went to school and having that huge difference made me realize that, you know, we did really have a gift of homeschooling. You know, it it was really a gift, the opportunity. And so we're going to start again. Anyway, so I want to go back. When you're on the news, you obviously get all these orders. People see you. They're like, oh my goodness, this is so great. I'm going to order her books. Uh, People who want to write a book uh, came to you and you're publishing not only your books, but other people's books, which is an incredible way to leverage your own publishing company. But how do you get speaking engagements? Because you, you speak at a lot of stages, a lot of schools. So talk to us about that. So the way I started was I was offering my services for free. So at the very beginning, I was just telling schools and teachers, I would love to come to your school and do a program. And I got a lot of feedback and I took that feedback. So that was a big part of it is I had had created surveys and questionnaires and I wanted to know what would you like to have different? Because these teachers, they're the educators. And here I am speaking to their children and I'm sharing this topic. I want to know what would you have me do differently? What did you like? And so I did that for several months and then I started charging a very small fee and I built those relationships. 
So that's a big part of what I did is I would reply back to the teachers or whoever, you know, usually it's the principal or the media specialist who organizes my speaking events. And I would reply back to them after I left and I would say, thank you so much for your feedback. If you liked what you saw, please share this with three colleagues of yours. That would be awesome. So I'm honest with them and I just ask, if you liked this, can you please share it? And then I also set up my fee structure where I give discounts for schools who are, for example, in Michigan is Title I, so schools who, you know, require, they have um, a smaller budget. I give discounts for schools who combine together, so maybe two schools in the same district will book me for a day and I'll give them a discount. So I think I'm very generous with my fees um, in my discounts and I'm very generous with my time too. I, I take the time to build those relationships and therefore they recommend me by word of mouth. And so when you look at my surveys after, you know, I can take two years of surveys and the biggest um, answer to the question, how did you hear about Maria is word of mouth. Wow. That's amazing. So this year I'll, it should be right now I'm on track to have about 75 speaking engagements this year. So that's a good amount and it's bringing in revenue. That is a big part of my income and it's part of what I really love. And that's, you know, part of what I miss about not being in the classroom every day is just the ability to use, you know, um, to take a lesson and to teach the children. And my kids feel like I'm their teacher a lot of times because I'll do that at home. I'll be like, let's do this. So I'm able to get in front of large groups and teach and educate. And I love that. Oh, that's precious. And you're so perfect for that. Oh, thanks, Vicki. Seriously, you are so <laughs> vibrant and uh, charismatic and just so fun to be around with. And I really feel your energy through the video. And well, this is, I was excited for this interview because I think the same thing about you. So oh, thank you. <laughs> you're so sweet. Thank you so much, sweetheart. Okay, so I want to touch upon team building. Uh, I know that we kind of touched upon that. But like, so you hire the artist, you hire the the oh, what's that company called um, from New York and they kind of take care of the, the the artists and stuff like that but how do you work with the team how do you make sure that everyone is um, bringing your vision to life how are you maybe um, supporting them in your vision how are you motivating them and like how do you do that technically like via email what kind of software do you use or whatever so many questions but I'd love to hear what you have to say. Okay, so I'm going to back it up just a little bit because I'm a storyteller. And a couple years ago, I signed on with a new distributor. So distributor is the company that actually houses my books and that when Barnes & Nobles and Amazon and whomever wants my book, they're shipping and they're taking a fee for what they're doing. Mm -hmm. So I switched distributors, which was big and scary, but I did it. And (laughs) I did that. And when I switched, I had a call with someone who had been at the company for like over 20 years. And he said to me, okay, so Maria, I'm looking at your sales here and I'm looking at all of your history that, you know, you've been doing this for this many years. And um, he said to me, how many people are on your team? And I said, well, me. And he's like, no, no, I mean, like, how many people, you know, do you have an assistant? Do you have, like, a marketing director? And I said, no, it's me. And he was like, I don't, how are you doing this? Like, I, it doesn't reflect your, like, how are you doing this? And I was like, I don't know. Maybe I should have a team. So then I started hiring people. Literally, that's all it took was for one person to say to me. And although my mastermind group was telling me this for a long time, um, <laughs> so girls, I should have listened to you. But the minute I started hiring, I have a 
a personal assistant that's here locally. She does a lot of my administrative work. I have one, um, a VA that works overseas. And I started bringing, I hired an accountant. My husband and I were doing my numbers, which was not, not a smart thing because when I did it, I made mistakes. When he did it, I felt bad. And then I didn't ask him questions because I felt bad he was doing my work. It was just not, yeah. not standing on just doing your work. So I started hiring people to my team. And within that year of bringing on, I have 10 people now that I work with. Wow. And everyone's, everyone, they're all, not that I'm against males, but they're all female. And yeah, yeah. most of them are moms. And most of them just freelance from home, which is really cool. And um, my sales last year increased by over 100%. Wow. And I can't tell you, like, the, the difference was, one, I was working with a new distributor, and two, I was working with a team. And those are the two biggest changes that I made. So the power of being able to delegate and to do what you are actually good at and to outsource what you're not good at. Like, why? I need to just stop pretend. I don't pretend anymore. I can't do numbers. It's I'm not a numbers girl. And so now I've outsourced that. And because I've actually given up that part of my business, I'm more curious about it. And the girl who's actually doing my numbers takes the time to educate me in that area if I have questions. So it's been very, very cool. And how do I do that, Vicki? I use a program called Asana. Mm, so mm-hmm. Asana. Task management software, yes. Yeah, task management software. And so that's a beautiful program. My team is all dialed in there. We have deadlines and we communicate through there. If if someone needs to give me a document, it's everything is attached in this program. So I'm no longer searching through email yes. file folders. We have workflows that we, um, like master workflows that we can go back to. That's for so important. Workflows yeah. are so important. So we just launched Jelly Donut Difference about a month ago. And that workflow, we can just reuse it now. So what do we need to do six months before the book comes out? Oh, look, it's in the workflow. Who needs to do it? Oh, look, your name is assigned to it. So it's been a really, really helpful program. And it has transformed my business. Like you can see my heart rate is increasing right now. I'm getting really excited about this task management software, but it really has made a big difference. And I have to agree. I don't use Asana, but uh, task managing softwares are so important to really have that huge brain dump and just dump all the little things that um, that either have to do with your project or have to do with your business or with your day-to-day. And just, I mean, I mean you guys, you can even take it as simple as a grocery list. Like, literally dump it and that way when you go back to the grocery store when you go back to writing a new book you already have everything that you need to get everything you need to do and so maria totally love it love it love it love it okay how did you i have so many questions for you and we're almost out of time goodness gracious um how did you let's see which one should i ask you because there's so many good ones um distributor like how did you find your distributor because i know that since you're not like what is it called? Penguin Publishers or whatever. Like that's mm-hmm. the first uh, publishing company that comes to mind. Um, you don't have, or, you know, those huge connections that they have with Costco and with Barnes and Noble and with um, all Am- Amazon and everything. So how did you find the distributor and how does it, how does it even work? Do you, does your printer send everything to distributor or like, how does it work? Yeah, that's a great question. So the, the colleagues that I had at the time, the other authors who were self-published, they were all using the same publisher. And that mm-hmm. publisher, I had a meeting and they basically admitted to me that they were no longer going to be doing trade shows 
because they were just kind of tired and they didn't, they were starting to slow down. So I got really nervous and I thought this is, I need like a powerhouse behind me. I need somebody who that, you know, a team who is really excited about getting my book out there into the market. Honestly, I Googled it. I found them by reading online reviews because I, the, like I said, the colleagues that I had, I couldn't get any recommendations for a company because everybody was working with the company I was already with, which was a large company for the Midwest. So I did a lot of Googling and I did a lot of phone calls. And so I would talk to different people. I had questions to ask and you actually have to apply. So they, they have to look at your sales. They have to see if that you're actually a good fit and you're going to have the numbers that they need. And that's how I found, I work with IPG out of Chicago and I have been so happy with them. They, they educate us as publishers. I'm flying out to Chicago next month for a summit that they have. They have been wonderful. Um, And so, yes, then I work with a printer. I work with a printer in Wisconsin. They're called Warzola. And those books then just get shipped right from the printer to IPG in Chicago. And then I usually get a box or two for my home inventory to send out to people. Oh, that's amazing. And Maria, I appreciate you so much for being so generous with your oh, information. Yeah. Uh, so, you so. have to be generous. I, you know what? I, I reached out to people at the beginning when I started this and I heard crickets. And when people ask me now, I mean, unless it's a huge time, you know, some people want to get coffee and learn the whole process from yes. me. And I, I have three children. I'm like, well, do you want to pay for the babysitter? Because yeah. <laughs> so I try to be as generous as I can. And I've created like online courses. I have three um, workshops online. So I do give this information away to people because yeah. I wish someone would have done it for me. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you really took the, the, I would say, you know, the road, the longer than maybe somebody can take right now because you yeah. learned everything. And that's so great. Thank you so much for doing that, for giving back. That's amazing. So, oh my goodness, we're like totally out of time, but I do want to ask you the last, last, last question about how in the world do you balance everything with being a wonderful wife being the mother of three beautiful children uh, and and building such an incredible empire of books well i don't always balance it all so that's the first answer is like let's be real um i also like to drink coffee (laughs) no but honestly i schedule things and um life can get busy and i Honestly, I do two things. One, I schedule things. And secondly, when I wake up in the morning, the first thing I do is I fill out the gratitude portion in my planner. And it kind of like sets that mindset that like, okay, what am I grateful for in my life? What's important in my life? And people, people are important in my life. And if I haven't seen a best friend in a while, I'm going to make a plan to see that best friend. And you being a mom and any of those mompreneurs out there listening, you know how hard it is to make plans with someone. It's like 20 texts later, you finally have a day in time. But I take that annoyance out of it and I schedule things. Like my husband and I have a monthly date. So we may go out more than once a month, but for sure, since we have had our second child, we've gone out once a month. Even when like we had a brand new baby, we just bring the baby with us to wherever we went. And my girlfriend and I mom swap. And we've been doing that for a, a very long time. Amazing. So I think the biggest thing is one, paying gratitude for your life and just remembering like, what are my values? What's really important to me? And then making sure that you're living out those values on a daily basis. That is so beautiful, Maria. I love that so much. I find that that uh, I do a five minute journal. What kind of what kind of uh, planner do you use that has a little um, gratitude spot? Oh, I use the Day Designer. If oh, you've heard of yes. that, 
yes. Are you? Oh my gosh. Um, what's her name? Uh, Whitney English. She's amazing. No, her name is not Whitney. Is it? I can't think of what her name is. And my plan is over there. No, no, no. It's okay. No, she's amazing, and her her story is incredible too. So we're gonna get we're gonna have her on the show soon too. Oh yay! But um, love, love, love that. It's so important to write uh, your gratitudes down and to be thankful for things because sometimes it's life gets in the way and you're busy, busy doing stuff and and not really having the time to reflect on being grateful and that really can wear you down. And I use the five minute journal, which has been amazing. Yeah, too. I use power sheets too. Have you ever heard? Oh of yes, sheets? by Laura. Laura Casey, <laughs> Laura Casey. That sounds right. Yes. Um, yeah. So that's the other one. Cause that allows you to journal more. So a couple yes. times a month I'll like do her work and then every day though, I'll use my journal. So, Oh, I love that so much. Uh, Brooke from, um, belong magazine also uses power sheets. So I love that. Okay. Maria, I thank you so, so much, but before I let you go, I want you to pick a winner for your book. All righty. Who let's see. I think we should totally give it to King. King has been so yes. here and commenting and asking really wonderful questions. So you are the winner. I agree. King, congratulations. Can you please uh, just message me your address and I'll make sure the book gets to you. I am so, so, so excited that you want it. I know you're going to love it. And and King says, thank you for sharing, Maria. It inspires me to write a book in my native language. That is incredible. That is, Maria, you inspired her to do that. So I just, I love, I love that. I love that so much. And I love that your work um, gets to inspire so many other moms and so many other people to do their own thing, to spread their own message. So again, thank you so much for coming on the show, Maria. I really appreciate you. Ladies, oh my goodness, that was so amazing. And I know I always say that because after every show, after every episode, my heart is so full and Maria has blessed me so much in so many ways. I had so many questions, so many more questions to ask her, but we just didn't get the time. And But I'm so, so thankful that you were here joining us live. And again, congratulations to Kang for winning uh, Maria's latest book called The Jelly Donut Difference. And I will mail that to you. And um, actually, Amazon will mail that to you just today after the show. So this, if you guys are interested in this, please go on to Amazon and just Google the jelly, uh, the jelly donut difference. And also the link will be just above this video right now. You can just go ahead and go to Amazon. And the, the books are very affordable, especially on Amazon. And they're such a great addition to your children's library. And ladies, I hope that this episode inspired you to, to take action, to go for your dreams and to really be a relentless like, like Maria was and is and to, to really know who your customers are, to, to know what you want in life too. Um, and I think that Maria balances her, her life and her, um, children and husband so well. And she's so honest about it that she doesn't have it all together. And I know none of us do. And so I really, really appreciate her honesty. All right. Thank you so much again for joining us today on the Mom Printer Show. My name is Vicky Lashenko, and this is the show that helps you win in business without losing at home. Please join us live next time. We're on live every single Monday right here on Facebook Live at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. And I'll hope you, I hope you'll join us next time. Have an amazing day. Bye bye.